Hello everybody, and welcome back to Eterna. This is going to be the last evil sode. We had intended to record more, but never really got around to it. So, I hope for what it's worth that you enjoy it. Uh, if you're not into the evil sodes, please skip this one and wait for us next week for Eterna, because we are going weekly again. Um... Uh, Dustress is on the back burner for now, uh, but eventually it will see the light of day. But for now, uh, please enjoy. The content warnings for this episode are uh, heavy sexual themes, gore, violence, murder, uh, manipulation, and uh, demonic influence. Bye. Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production, a dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, Thomas Wayne Haley, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z Evil, you had found yourselves deposited into the great city country of Solaria in a ruined portion. Hmm. After slaying the nice people who gave you directions, uh, you then made your way to town, during which a young girl overheard you talking, informed her mother, and both of them very worried, uh, went to go report you to the guards, and you were like, haha, let's go somewhere else. And we'll pick up there. They were gonna report us for what? For talking about all the bloodshed and murder. <laughs> Uh, it was in Dark Common. No one could understand us. Except the people that speak Dark Common. Shenanigans, there are none of those in Solaria. <laughs> in Coriander's defense, she didn't say much of anything. So I feel like in she fact, I think right. she said her first word, which was <laughs> <Yes>. hunt. <laughs> Cor- Corey's first word. Hmm. Okay, but Sean, we do kind of need you to clarify. Because, all right, I'm assuming I need to go to Innshaven because that's my past. Yeah. But like or that is the assumption at least, yes. Like, where's everybody else been told to go? Places of your past. So that's going to be for Gareth, that's Helios. Um for uh perhaps to the tribe to which he once belonged. There's going to be uh Coriander, who is going to have to actually uh, hunt down her um, her family. What's left of it? Uh, and there's uh, Wilhelm who has to return to Sanguine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, as we do not have a map directly in front of us, can you kind of give us a route as to like what order w- that would best be undertaken? Uh, in order, Gareth, Thana, 
Coriander Wilhelm for the sh for the most like le or for the least backtracky path. Okay. Except we don't know where anybody else needs to go, really. Hell, Coriander can't even meaningfully communicate where she has to go. She has to hunt, is what we know. She has to hunt. She has to hunt down Dog her old hunt. family. <laughs> With the speech that uh, Wilhelm had been giving about the importance of having goals and worth behind your actions for everyone, you went off deeper into the city. What is it that you went in search for? Well, uh, I, I think Wilhelm in particular, as as is his habit when he goes into these uh, areas of dense population, is he is looking for um, the seat of power in the city, more or less, whoever's in charge. You know, the, the folks giving orders or, or running the operations. I'm not sure how, like, ramshackle things are since the whole cataclysm happened. Um, and so I, I imagine there might be, like, some less significant government uh, involvement given the number of people that have probably died in, in that event. Uh, you would find that uh, surprisingly, uh, quite a bit of the governmental structure seems to be intact. Uh, of course, there's holes. There are entire uh, substrates of uh, the city uh, of the various wards that are destroyed. Uh, just listening around, you're able to very much tell that the destruction is widespread, but effectively in pockets, and there are uh, wards and parts of the country that are fairly untouched. Uh, not unaffected, but physically untouched. Um, and, and so you're in one of the uh, southwestern wards of Solaria, which a, a ward is kind of like a like like um a county basically in Solaria and then that is filled with various cities towns and uh sometimes nature reserves and other special sections uh currently you are in a city which I actually did not think to name so I'm excuse me I'm gonna do that right quick we're gonna name it Captain 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 we're Captain the city so we're in the city of Captain near Solaria or in Solaria so uh then then as as far as like authority figures I, I don't I don't know like how big Captain is and uh but, but essentially he's looking for like the the mayor's office or you know otherwise equivalent like government building all right so uh they do have a mayoral system uh for the cities so uh e each of the mayoral units reports back to the ward uh to the ward mastery uh which is kind of like the county government uh 
And then those all kind of cross-relate throughout the whole of Solaria, uh, determining what is local law and what is effectively national law um, and, and such. And there are some that refrain even from those that have otherwise been agreed to be national law, but they're sort of still illegal, but it's also enforced that they're not. So it's it's weird in some places. Okay, uh, but did, are, are we able to like generally locate this? Oh yeah, it, it would not be difficult. The local town hall is undestroyed, uh, and government buildings in Solaria are grand feats of construction, even in smaller cities. Uh, whereas you have these towering buildings on every street. Uh, government buildings have a little bit of an area cleared out around them, uh, often filled with a small park uh, and some greenery and and whatnot. And they have less efficient uh, building where there's like very rectangular and vertical. Uh, and they'll have like large slopes and domes and spires that reach off above other nearby buildings. Uh, they're very grandiose uh and each one's a little bit unique for each area. Okay. I think he might just like start uh, walking in front of the group and then, you know, continue. Uh, it like turns to face him and continues like walking backwards in the same direction they're heading. And, uh, you know, in, in that same uh, dark common that he was talking to everybody in earlier, he says, Well, uh, we are coming to the seat of power in this uh, small settlement here. But uh, for anyone wishing to exercise their baser needs, as uh, we've shown and discussed, uh, we must first plan our next steps. We cannot stay in such a small uh, city for very long. Such roles can't contain us. We are too great. We have things to accomplish. We need longer-term goals. Is there anything that uh, you are driven towards? What were you doing before we came across each other? I was just out exploring. Uh, but now I need to go back to Haven. Oh, and what is it you seek there? And that's where my father lives. Oh. That's where I grew up. Interesting. And, uh, I, I can only imagine the greatness of a creature uh, who was capable of crafting one such as you. <laughs> no, he's an elf. And you see, he's got like a very small like notebook that he kind of flips open with his thumb, and uh, maybe like a small stick of charcoal or something. And he he jots down a couple notes uh, in Haven, and uh, says, uh, "As far as the other two, hmm. I will likely need to return to the horde. To the what? The horde. The horde." Yes. Do you think such a thing is uh, intact after this cataclysm? 
I doubt the horde would be so easily broken. And what is the territory this horde controls? Well, assuming it is deemed to remain in the same place, it is in the plains of Helios. But if it has decided to move, then it controls whatever it desires. I see. And I take it the little one here doesn't um, have quite as many ties. Anything driving you, young Von? Or shall we continue uh, following the hunt where it takes <clears throat> us? <clears throat> so, like, as you're talking, she, like, just listens to you and watches you speak and say a lot of these uh, grandiose words, I guess. And there's this uh, face of perplexion that never really stops crossing her face when, uh, when you're speaking. But she will say, um, Them, hunt them. Man, beasts. And she just kind of looks at every single person around you guys. Maybe I can help with this. Wilhelm, can you convince her to let me cast a spell on her? Uh, I am no one's keeper here. I'm merely uh, one who seeks to elevate you all. If the smidgen wishes uh, to submit to your spells, that is her choice. She watches the exchange between you two, um, takes a moment to kind of piece together what you're saying, uh, <laughs> and um, will uh, look at you, Thana, and uh, I guess nod. Detect thoughts. Uh, she has in seven, so you detect seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them are food. <laughs> uh, sure, sure. So I, I imagine that if you're using like detect thoughts to piece together um, Coriander's intent or the things that are driving her um, and so what she's thinking of when prompted by Wilhelm, I don't know the specifics of detect thoughts, but I feel like you can get images of uh, a wilderness, of a uh, deep loss, of uh, people, humanoids, um, disgusting, savage humanoids uh, pillaging and destroying things and creatures that Coriander cared about. Mm -hmm. She's looking for some people. I don't think she likes them very much. Do you know where these people are? Mm, no. Old home den. Yeah, that. Can can I? Is 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 there anything like? I, I know she's pretty like guttural in her like manner of speaking, but is is there even like a hint of an accent or anything in there? Uh, I imagine that when she talks, it's really like forced. Like she's so not used to saying words that she actually has to form like growls into <laughs> actual words. Um, that said, I, I think 
uh, if Sean agrees, not to GM, but linguistics, uh, like a difficult linguistics checks to me sounds like it would be really fitting. I agree. Let's give it a shot. That's a net 24 26, son of a bitch. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I want to roll. Great. So uh, I, I place like a legion, not a legion, a, a region where. Yeah, I, I don't. So in my coriander backstory notes, I don't think I have a region narrowed down because I was leaving it up to Sean. So it's really wherever he wants to place it. Uh, there, there's like little bits of the way that certain words are spoken that leads you to believe that it's probably northern Noctis somewhere. Okay. Or perhaps northern Voidosa, they kind of bleed into each other. Generally, far north of the dark side of the world. I just said world really weird. And uh, we we said earlier that the, the region that Gareth is interested in was the closest of the three? Yeah. Um, basically, um, the route would be you head west from where you are. Look around the plains, find find the clan. Do that. From there, head north and west into the into the twilight. Go to Innshaven. From there, either get a boat to uh, Voidosa or uh, Ravenholm or. Uh, something around there and and that'll be north Voidosa and uh, and from there go to north Voidosa and or um, Noctis and then go south to Sanguin as the shortest hit everything route but just from, from like the, the knowledge like local checks and stuff that I did earlier I could just about place that in my head of like where we would need to go uh, like, like in, a, in a broad stroke sort of way yeah Okay, yeah, cool. So he he just kind of like thoughtfully strokes his chin as everybody kind of like lays their, their own stuff out on the table. And uh, he says, hmm, I do think there's potential there. Uh, our current needs align, but I think longer term cooperation, cooperation may serve us. From what I've heard here, is the closest of these things falls to you, my friend Gareth. These, um, this horde, do you value them? Do you care for them? Do you have any sort of attachment to these people in the horde? They are the only family that I have left, so yes, I would, I would value them. In fact, I would say the horde is the only thing of value to me. Then I think we should, uh, gather some resources here perhaps a more fitting means of locomotion uh, after visiting visit people um, that have built this uh, edifice to shelter the week and we, we uh, go on our merry ways towards the plains if my geography isn't what it used to be but if I'm thinking correctly your goal should be vest. 
it's the closest of uh, those listed. And if I'm placing our friend Cory, er, I, I guess we don't know her name yet. If <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if if I'm placing our friend's accent here, this den by the accent, Northern Noctis, which just so happens to be in the direction that I am headed. So, I think if we are in agreement. Let us gather our uh, possessions, have our fun here, and go on a merry way. Is this satisfactory? If we are to head to the hole, I think it is uh, It is best that you prepare to fight, as the last time I last time I showed up, I wasn't wasn't quite welcome. Then we will have to gather an offering worthy of the welcome you deserve, my friend Gareth. Let us strive into the seat of power of this place and uh, see what me, we may gather. And uh, at, at that point, he gestures towards this um, this town hall and starts heading in that direction, I guess. So as you all walk that way, Donna. Make me a perception check. Gasp. Just me? Just you. Gasp. How about a six? Okay. You have a strange feeling as you're approaching the building, but you can't place it at all. Coriander, give me a perception. <laughs> six. <laughs> Nat one. Twelve. <laughs> Well, 12 is enough. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, uh, you're, you're always very uh, conscious of what's going on around you. And you've noticed, like, the chirping of birds or barks of dogs or whatnot accompanied by concepts you can understand. And you notice that there's a man... Uh, exiting the building ahead uh, that as he passes by um, many of the animals in the area you can tell are used to the presence of people but as he passes by um, several birds uh, fly away and their sounds of alarm are matched with the words danger 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 fly away danger uh yeah then her first reaction um upon noticing or piecing all that together is to uh immediately ask catnip if catnip uh or she asked catnip who is that cat catnip looks and uh like creeps forward slightly and like sniffs the air and uh and catnip's a heat right okay and his uh his like hackles go up and and just the fur stands up on his back and he like backs back away towards the group and he's just got like a really low quiet growl uh and uh it's just like dangerous cool then uh catnip's going to nod and immediately run up to uh wilhelm and like tug on the back of his i feel like he's the sort of asshole that wears like a half cloak but you can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> you, you could say that. It's, it's about right. Okay. He's got like a long coat. 
<laughs> sure. So she just like uh, tugs on the back of his clothing, and um, she she's not socially savvy, so she just kind of blatantly points to this individual and just says, "Bad, bad." Okay. Uh, am I able to glean any information from? Uh, just make like a perception. Uh, yeah. As as you look at him. Oh my god, that's a thirty-one. <laughs> So looking at him, he he's a very uh, very handsome looking individual, uh, dressed very finely but smartly at the same time. Uh, have tall, very strong facial features. Uh, you would assume, given the fit of his clothing, that he's also quite well built, uh, uh, but a bit on the leaner side. How did Thana not notice this? <laughs> You do, however, notice um, as he glances in your general direction, a brief, a very, very brief, like almost like red glaze flash over his eyes as he smiles and politely waves as he passes by. Uh, Catnip kind of stalks around the other side of the party, just making sure that literally everybody else is between him and this individual. Huh. A red glow. Uh, does that look like magic? Uh, none that you're familiar with. And it was very brief. Something perhaps your psionic abilities allowed you to glimpse. Uh, that was not meant to be. Where does he seem like he's headed? Uh, just like at the moment, you're all around like all this long walkway that kind of like heads into this like. Uh, this almost like nature barrier where everything's, you know, nice and pretty uh, up to the building. So he's heading towards the street. Then give him a quaint nod and, uh, you know, just just rally the troops that we've got here and say, now, now, that's no one to be concerned about. He's uh, going on his way and we have much to be done here. I don't know. I think if Wilhelm points him out, she's very concerned, but for very different reasons. He's just like, wow, look at the calves on that one. <laughs> uh, is, is this guy in any way armored or armed or anything? He does not appear to be armed. Yeah, um, Gareth doesn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> now, Fauna uh, and Gareth, you can both make perception checks as well against him. Okay, I rolled better that time. 20. <laughs> uh, very handsome man, very polite looking. Uh, gives you all a brief nod in a wave. Uh, 28. Oh, she's totally gonna go say hello. Uh, same same thing. You you get a like a, a bit of a strange feeling off of him. Uh, but you can't place it, Kara. Yeah, but once again, if he's not armored and armed and all that, Kara, it's immediately lost interest. All right. So Thana, you trot off to go and greet the man. Mm-hmm. She just. I mean, like. I'm assuming he's walking. He's not running. She'll just walk right. up to him and be like, hi. Uh, hello. I'm Thana. Bistius. Uh, did you need help with anything? Oh, you're pretty. I think you can help me with a lot. <laughs> it's not Fistius. It's I, think, I think she wanted his name, not what he would do to her. <laughs> the poor dear 
and what might those things be? And this whole time, he's got he has a very polite smile on his face. You look like you could be fun to play with. As do you. So where do we go to play? Why go anywhere? And his eyes will flash over red. And you, that weird feeling you had before grows stronger. And you know that you are in a demonic present. I don't think that bothers her. <laughs> I didn't say it did. <laughs> uh, she's half demon herself. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, like... Is it just her? Is anybody reacting to this? Can is it seem like other people can tell? Uh, the rest of your party are a little further ahead and can't see the eyes, and there's not really anybody else super close by. Like, there are people probably like 20, 30 feet back on the street. Like, maybe a couple other people up closer to the building, but there's no one else really on the walkway right now. Yeah, she just smile at him and be like, say, I like you. And so... The... Much, perhaps, I suppose, to the surprise of the party. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, they just start fucking wildly. <laughs> what? <laughs> so like, during this during this interaction, Coriander's like uh, continuously pulling on Wilhelm's cloak, just like pointing as Thana goes up to this guy and talks to him, saying, and Coriander's just kind of not losing her mind, but she's obviously distressed. And then I guess when they start vigorously fucking in the middle of town square, Coriander just very slowly lets go of Wilhelm's cloak and quiets down. I, I think just Wilhelm is quietly frowning. I, I think Gareth is just like, just like in shock. Like what? Like, was there like a build up to this or did they just go at it? Uh, there, there was a like a few seconds. <laughs> like, there was no. obviously an introduction. Dude, I think Gareth is just kind of staring dumbfounded. I don't think he would have ever seen anything. Uh, like a few people from the road, like seem to take notice. They're like watching, <laughs> like as they walk by, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, and like, so is there any kind of check I can make to see what kind of demon he is? Uh, planes. It'd be hard in his current form. Mm. Yeah, I only got a 14. Oh, God so. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize until after I said it. <laughs> yeah, I only got a 14. So, so yeah, no. Uh, not through either his disguise or his neat puppet, whichever it may be. You're not even sure which that is. Uh, that doesn't matter to her either. Uh... Uh, what is your constitution score? Mine? Yes. Is on the top of this page, hold on, 14. 14. Okay. So, uh, how many points of breath would you let him choke you for? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sean, stop using my pickup lines. <laughs> You, you have 24 or 28. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, you know, I don't think she would mind being submissive to a demon. Like she's half demon. She recognizes he's above her. Um. So like 
unless she felt like he was going to kill her, she's okay. At what point would she feel like he's trying to kill her? uh, That's a good question. I I really don't know how to equate that to points, right? Um, At zero, you start taking damage and possibly dying very quickly. Yeah, so probably before that, but like... I don't know. Let's let's say maybe 10. All right. So he's been choking you very hard for a little too long. Make a grapple check or an escape artist or attack or something. Well, I mean, to be fair, if he's not making the saves, he's taking negative levels at the same time. So Uh, probably grapple is going to be my best bet. So, uh, 21. 21. And you start, uh, you start actually training him? Oh, she would have been doing that from the beginning. Like, she just does that. All right. Then, now he might be able to make the save against it. I don't know. Um, what is the save? 20. Uh, okay. So that is a success. And if he makes a save, he doesn't take the negative level or just doesn't have to continue? He's just not compelled to continue. Oh, well, he's continuing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And what'd you get on your grapple? Uh, shit, I forgot. I told you and I forgot. 21. 21. All right, give me one second. Uh, You take another two points of breath. Uh, One for the turn and one for him choking you. This is how okay. we lose our first here's party. My, no, but here's my question, though. How many rounds did it take to get her down to this 10? Because he needs to be making... Because he needs to be making saves for every one of those rounds. Seven. Well, then he needs to be making his negative level saves for every one of those rounds. That's a... Because she doesn't have to stop till she successfully drains how many of her hit deaths she has. How many... Uh, oh, so it's just based off your hit dice? That's as many as you can drain? That's as many as I can drain in a day, yes. Okay, well, well, you've already drained that many today. I've only drained two today, didn't I? Three. Oh, okay. Two on the guard and one on the... Okay, never mind then. All right. Awkward. So I'm being choked for nothing? (laughs) No, it's uh, like she's enjoying it, but... You were down to eight points of breath. I, I, I guess just... Just yeah. call out if being choked, being fucked to death. Uh, I don't well, know. If, to death. I don't know, like if we're going to be able to this. tell on the sideline here to be able to help you. Just say if you're uh, being choked too hard. <laughs> like, do do we need to work out a safe word in the future? I think pineapple. <laughs> uh, but. I guess if this continues, let me know if there's a point where it's obvious she's actually dying from this. Okay. Um, I feel like Gareth would step in if she's actually dying. Make a will save. 26. Okay, so then Haley's going to take half uh, psychic damage. Okay. How much? It's five. Five total or five half? Five total. Okay, so two. So go ahead and make me perceptions, those of you I'm looking. 19. 
Uh, I abstain. There's no way that Coriander is going to be able to interpret anything significant from this, these series of events. Uh, 26. Okay. Really wrestling. Okay, so uh, Gareth, you you would see that uh, she has gone from uh, playing to struggling, and that uh, that that's some something is happening. Like the the guy is like flinched. Or some such thing. Mm. But she hasn't actually started, like, being hurt yet? Uh, that is unclear. Oh, that's unclear? Uh, let it go, like, another round. See what happens. Five more minutes of this and I'm gonna be angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, make another attempt to escape. Or do a thing. Uh, 22 fails. So. Yeah, I don't think she can pass. So. Oh, you can get it at 20. If if the DC is too high. Um. So like at that point, my legendary item, mm-hmm. surge point. Are you casting a spell with it? It can mythic surge to 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 help oh. with stuff is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, it also, it has cantrips. It's a level one sorcerer. Well, you didn't put that on here. It's on the bottom. It says, in addition, the guardian can cast spells as a sorcerer of your level. Well, you didn't tell me what spells it has. Does it just have my spells, or? Oh, it's a, it it acts as a sorcerer. It casts spells as a sorcerer, so it just has spells. Well, I don't know what spells it has, so that doesn't help. Just pick some. It's a level one sorcerer without a bloodline. Uh, I don't know. Hit it with Ray of Frost then. Okay. Well, that's a nat 20. <laughs> so, um, the lot of you would probably see the Iron Stone that's normally floating around her head float away from her head. A small arcane sigil appear in front of it and it start blasting the guy with ice, which it seems to pretty much ignore. <laughs> uh, but yeah. it is doing that nonetheless. Yeah, if it's visibly attacking, then I mean, I f- do I just start stabbing the guy? Hold on, Garrett's what would Garrett do? <sighs> well, see, that's the thing. I don't know. I think Garrett's just gonna stab the guy. All right, make an attack roll. Like he's just gonna kind of more or less casually walk up behind him and stab him. Uh, What does a 30 give me? Uh, 30 will give you a hit. Yeah. Four. Uh, 25. Damage. All right. So you stab this guy straight through the middle of the chest. Your sword hovering like just barely above Thana's body. And just kind of uh, as he shoves the sword through his back, he's just going to say, it seems like she wants you to. So uh, this guy like stops moving for a second. And then you hear this sickening, like crunching noise. And his head just turns all the way around to look at you. And his eyes are bright red. And he just like kind of like vomits blood on you. And then his <laughs> eyes... 
kind of fade <laughs> back to like a more human-esque look uh, as features kind of slump and like this shadow like rips across the ground in every direction and there's just this deep like sort of guttural chuckle that kind of dissipates into the air as this guy kind of just goes limp. I think it was a shadow demon. A shadow demon. But, uh, Thana, the man has stopped choking you. You can breathe again. That's good. And, uh, he's also broken his own neck and been stabbed through the chest. Yeah, demons cause things like that sometimes. Yeah, Gareth's just gonna kind of, with his foot, push the dude off of his sword. And just kind of like. People are actually finally starting to run up and be like, what the fuck? Gareth's just going to let out a sigh. Just be like, that was disappointing. Well, is that been better than I expected? Well, you killed killed his meat puppet. Dang. (laughs) Then he threw up blood on you. Now you're even. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was probably going to try and say something, but the body couldn't handle it anymore. And so that seemed like the right thing to do. (laughs) He's going to... He's going to look at Thana and he's going to say, I wasn't interrupting, right? No, I, I was sir. He was hurting me. To, to, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't quite sure for a second. Did the mighty Thana bite off more than she could chew? Hey, it was worse than I get to say I fucked a demon. Well... <laughs> <laughs> He just, like, raises his hands up and he says, Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. <laughs> there's, like, there, there's a a guard where, that's wearing a bit of different armor uh, that, than you've seen. There is, uh, it's a little bit lighter and it has, uh, like, robes kind of as a part of it. And you see a, a book at their side and uh, you say, uh, he runs up and he's like, are all of you okay? I detected a demon in the area. Well, everybody except, you know, the man he was possessing. He, he surveys the situation. I detect evil. <laughs> or detect good, sorry. <laughs> oh, you detect good? Yes, this I man is good. good. See, see, give one of those, like, really shiny, like, I'm a man kind of good. No, um... Okay. Uh, if you give, do you have a knowledge arcana? No. Does anybody have knowledge arcana? No. Uh, let me look. Yes. Okay, give me a knowledge arcana. The fuck am I gonna do with knowledge arcana? Fifteen. Uh, you figure this man is likely a magus, but uh, no, he doesn't give off a paladin or cleric aura or celestial aura of any kind. Um, he is good, though. And, uh, he surveys the situation and gives a heavy sigh. Uh, he begins casting a spell, uh, and, uh, mumbles into his hands. Uh, just like, oh, I apologize for such an issue. Demons, doubles, demons, all form of vile creatures have been making... Their plans and running amok in our world as of late. Uh, are you sure you're all okay? 
FIFA just uh, finding our way into this building. We are trying to secure some transport outside of the city. Uh, this should not be more than a brief interruption for our purposes. Thank you. Uh, he kind of like looks at the the guy like with his pants down and just kind of twisted up and shit. And uh, and Thana and she's like, and you're really okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, it got hard to breathe for a minute, but Garrett's, Garrett, you know, Garrett's just kind of stopped him, so then it was, then I can breathe again, so it's all fine. Then he turns his attention back to Garrett, noticing relatively quickly that you're undead. He starts looking you over as if searching for something. And covered in blood. And covered in blood. But given the particular scene before him and his understanding of what happens when demons are detected? That is not. That seems to not be a huge surprise for him. Uh, he he is, however, looking you over quite thoroughly, like tilting his head side to side and like trying to like look around, like maybe edges he can't see and whatnot. Oh, now uh, I'm glaring at him. I know what he's doing. I'm staring uh, this motherfucker down. So, just gonna kind of walk um, close to him. Just quietly but not that quietly just gonna kind of be like uh, looking for something uh, yes I was seeing if you had a sigil do you have any papers uh, <laughs> why yes I uh, I think that I do oh no <laughs> oh yeah would you be interested in seeing them why yes I would Okay, I'm going to hit this man with a great sword. <laughs> God damn it. Sean, you had to have seen this coming. <laughs> Rolling us, man. Uh, it's going to be 22. Okay. Um, you're going first. Oh, geez. All these people just keep getting possessed by shadow demons. Going to have to cut them down. That's a 32 to hit. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> uh, 26 damage. All right, so you slash into this guy, and he, like, tumbles backwards. He, he takes the brunt, of the, the brunt of the blow, but uh, he seems a little better versed in combat than most of the people you've killed lately. <laughs> and, and he immediately, like, brings up his hand and uh, flicks out a, uh, a whip. Um... Yeah, as uh, as he brings the sword down, like through the guy, and he finishes like full through the swing, he's gonna kind of look at the guy and be like, "Is my paperwork satisfactory?" He he's uh, with one hand he's gripping like the large slash across his body, uh, that's cleaved like through part of his armor and and just hit him very very hard. Uh, he's he's got his whip out reactionarily and. Uh, he's like, if I leave you be, will you let me live? Or are you just going to kill me anyway? Oh, man. I've I've never been posed with a question like that. Uh, Hold on. Wait, maybe I can answer this for you. Sean, is that his action? Is that his round? <laughs> um, that, that is a free action. Um, he may or may not have an action uh, readied. Is Gareth the kind of man to lie? I don't think so. No, he's not really. Gareth would kind of give a shrug 
and say, uh, I'm a man who finishes what he starts. All right, then what's your touch AC? Ooh, touch AC. 11. That will be a hit. Um, give me one moment. I swear to God, if I just, like, explode. <laughs> no, you're not going to explode. Um, this might suck, though. Is this... He cast your pee-pee small. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, I do have spell <laughs> resistance, if uh, this allows oh, for it. okay. Um, I will see. Um, yes, it does allow, so I will roll. What is your spell resistance? Uh, 15. All right, well, he rolled higher than that on the die, so yeah, it's going to go through. Great. Um... Mm-hmm. Make a will save. Okay. Uh, is this channeling? No, this is uh, chill touch. Oh, uh, that. I see. Uh, 19. 19. It's a level one spell. You pass. Yee. All That's right. The thing so he, make he me does that. He, he five foots back. Um, and... Uh, then uh, if nobody else wants to join in, it's your turn. No, I'm doing can it. I just, <laughs> can I just touch Gareth? Uh, okay, both of you roll initiative. 21. Okay. Coriander has 11 catnip with a 25. Uh, would catnip upon his own initiative do anything with that? Um, ah, catnip has an int of four. Um... Oh, I'll just, for the sake of convenience, I'll say no. So, Thana, you go first. I'm just going to touch Gare. What are you doing touching him? No, that's it. She's just going to touch him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she just... <laughs> um, but no, basically, if this if this guy he's fighting uh, happens to be lawful, he's going to be dealing an extra 1d6 points of chaos damage against him. Well, congratulations, he is. Yee. Waffle good Vegas. It lasts for one minute. Alright. So, I'm invigorated by chaos. Alright. Uh and because this is a little funky, uh, we are going to skip down to uh or no, because you have a twenty two anyway, didn't you? Me? Yeah. Yeah. And you hit okay, so this is just the latter part of that turn. Um Coriander. I, I get to go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Coriander Catnip are like this dude's attacking our, our, uh, greatsword buddy. So we're going to circle around and close the distance and cut him down. All right. Uh, he doesn't pay you nearly as much attention as the, the giant fucker in front of him. God, that's unfortunate. I have never once <laughs> fucked a giant. <laughs> uh, He's see, that's Sana. a. That is a 27 to hit from Catnip. That'll hit. For uh, flanking. 11 damage. Alright, he, he's fucked up pretty bad. Does a 20 trip him? A 20 will trip him. Great, he's tripped. And then Coriander swings in. Uh, 18 on the die, threatens. 17 on the die, plus 16, probably confirms. <laughs> Uh, eight. Oh my god, 18 plus 18, 36 damage from Coriander. We have outflank, which means Catnip gets an attack of opportunity because Coriander crit. 
Oh my god. Uh, 14 on the die for a... God, what is this? A um, 29 to hit from Catnip. <laughs> I mean, the guy's dead at this point. Like, he's already dead. So, okay, yeah. So, Coriander Catnip just, like, swooping around the back of him and just literally rip him to pieces. Fucking blender. I told you. It's so fucking stupid. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call the Gareth Coriander Catnip <laughs> team Kenwood. It's <laughs> <laughs> the fucking triblade and the food multi-purpose food processor. Fucking shit. So like I imagine Catnip swoops in, like grabs him by the leg and like rips off part of his leg and uh Coriander jumps in and stabs him in the ribs with her kukri. And then uh on the ground, Catnip just gets right in on the throat. And uh this guy's kind of a bloody mess. Yeah. And at this point you see other people in armor, some lighter and robed, some heavier armor, and, and some like pleb ass guards all running up. Uh, two things. One, mm-hmm. does th- does this give me a charge? Does this count? Uh, you have to kill him. Ah, uh, yeah. Then Gareth's let's go, Gareth's little mad at you. Uh, but <laughs> well, I, I would say, I would say, sometimes you don't have to. But this was very much a back attack, which is not glorious battle. It is gloriously gory, but it's not glorious battle. And uh, he's going to kind of give Wilhelm a look, like as they are now kind of surrounded, of uh, if you want to handle this, handle this. If you don't, I'm I'm about to start going. Like, very much a handle this now or it's getting handled my way. Yeah, so he just kind of like steps forward with his hands up and uh, he says, gentlemen, please, no need for violence. There was a... A, a man infested by a demon that walked out of this facility and we were handling the infestation. All is well. Make, make, <laughs> make me a diplomacy, because that's more truth than it is a lie. And technically the truth is the best kind. That is technically the truth. Let's you say, get into uh, more questiony bits, you'll start to have to lying. Have to start lying. Okay, well that's a 19. Oof. 19. Uh, they keep their weapons out, uh, but they do approach with more caution and not immediately just charging down Gareth. Uh, what's happened here? Explain. Yeah, he, he just like points to the first guy with like his dick out and he says, well, this, man, <laughs> this man was well, why didn't by- Wilhelm <laughs> bring his dick out. There was a comma in that. We didn't hear it. This dead guy on the ground with his pants around his ankles, he points at that individual and uh, he says, this man was uh, overcome with uh, some sort of spiritual interference uh, that we identified as a demon. Uh, you can see by the way his head is spun around and uh, the blood that come out of his mouth. Uh, obviously demonic influence. And uh, we were forced to slay him for he was and you know, he just kind of like does the whole, like the price is right prize display thing with his hands and gestures towards like the the like grip mark on Thana's neck. Says this man was choking her and uh 
I'm led to believe that uh, this other individual might have been on in, in on the situation as well. This is merely self-defense. Um, make me... Okay, now make me a bluff. No, a bluff. Oh no, something you're probably just as good at. Wow, that's a 25. Man, Leaf would never get rolls like this. This just goes to show you I'm made to play <laughs> Wilhelm. I'm bringing Wilhelm into the good party too. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of them steps forward. Another, uh, you would assume, uh, arcane sort of person like the one you just felled steps forward and is like, and if these are signs of obvious influence, why are they not here on our map? Perhaps something more insidious. I'm no expert on the occult. But sure as day, any layman can see the influence of uh, such evil spirits. Another one kind of walks up and uh, murmurs, uh, or like kind of speaks quietly to him. If you'd like, you can make perceptions to hear what's said. I would love to hear what this man said. 26. 28. Coriander would roll, but she doesn't speak the language. Six, I only got a 16. So those who got above a 20 will hear... Uh, he did say that he had detected a demon and then he called for backup. And perhaps something happened after that. Demons often linger. Possession. It can be... It can get any of us. Uh, and all that. And he turns says, something's still not right. But we'll take... But we should investigate. You all there. What is your purpose here? Uh, we are seeking transport out of the city. Uh, we were coming here to seek direction uh, to secure perhaps a, a wagon and some horses. Well, that can be done. I suggest you stick around until our investigation is complete. Elsewise, we'll consider you guilty and have to hunt you down. Feel that's fair? Or are we going to have to bring you into custody? With your leave, uh, maybe still shop at the market. You'll be watched, but yes. This is acceptable. And uh, he'll go off and he'll speak to a few others and you'll take note that these couple other people that he speaks to, uh, they are basically watching you and will follow you. How many do we get as like our overseers? Uh, two, two that you can tell. The others are like inspecting the bodies and the surrounding area. How closely are they following us? Uh, they give you, they give you like a, a good, probably like fifty foot berth. Um, once you're in like a crowded area, they may get closer. Uh, then uh, he he just says, you know, come come, and uh, he says, let's go to the market, and he'll he'll just like call back to the to the two officers. Uh, that, that were assigned to like overviewing them. And he says, uh, might you be able to direct us um, to a, a wagon salesman or perhaps a, a stables that might be interested in selling us some farriers? Uh, they, they indicate a, a section of the market where such things could be found. And like, as, as they're traveling, I, I think uh, Wilhelm's going to be trying to work these, uh, these two guards into the collective. 
Okay. Uh, which, which I mean, if he's, he's if he's got time, you know, it's just like a series of will saves. Yeah. Um, are they aware of these attempts? Um, let me see. I'm I'm pretty sure it's supernatural, and so I don't think it's got like an outright because it doesn't say, and I don't, I don't know if we really decided whether uh, or not it at, does. Does it say it's a mind affecting effect at any point? Yeah. Well, it would have to be mind affecting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what's the will save? Uh, sorry, it's under unwilling participant, which is ten plus half my manifesto level plus wisdom modifier. So, uh, twelve and seven is nineteen. Uh, they both fail that. Okay, that's that's perfectly fine. He he just wanted him in there. It's it's indefinite until they get out of range. Okay. Um, which is like what a hundred feet or it's, something. Well, I, I took the feet to bump it to long range, so it's 400 feet plus 40 per level. So okay. it's like 600 feet. So they, they're going to be running for a while before uh, they, they leave them a grasp. All right. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he just kind of wanted to get that established before we, we got to the market. And, uh, yeah, I guess just that it starts interacting with the, the shopkeepers at the this, this wagon place. And he says, well... Uh, does anyone have any um, qualifications for the type of transportation we are wanting to take out of the city? Uh, are you looking to take yourself, or are you looking to uh, uh, have a guide or driver? Well, we would be interested in uh, obviously transporting a lot of us, uh, but perhaps a guide would be something of interest. Uh, do you have recommendations? Well, it's going to depend on how far you want to go and where exactly. There are some that do long-range uh, world travel and such, and some that are a little more local uh, and will only take you so far, you understand? They're definitely cheaper, but depending on what you're looking for, it may be worth the extra cash to go for a... I wish for only the finest of things. Well, we don't... Pay a pretty hefty price for the finest of things, but yeah, I've got some suggestions. Price is no object. All right, Mr. Moneybags. I'll get you a list of names then. And uh, he'll come back and he'll hand you a list with about five or six suggestions of people that, uh, if not expressly known to be in the city, uh, a general a list of names, generally where they can be found. All right. Uh, I I mean, like, maybe he's he's a little discriminatory against like non-humany type folks. Like, if it's like a dwarf or something, uh, he he might look down upon it. And so, if if there was any anyone of like uh, an established like humanoid family name or something, he might seek that out first. Okay, I forgot that. Or I. I, I should say I forgot. I didn't know that Wilhelm was racist against dwarves. <laughs> I mean, like, like not not specifically dwarves. I was just like looking at the the comment of like a dwarf named Big Mac, and I was like, you know what? Fuck oh. Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's more like a Whopper Junior. <laughs> but I figure, like, the, the time that he he spent in like the the sanguine military. Uh, would have put him at odds against a lot of like demi-humans uh, mostly uh, 
lycanthropes was the big thing. Um, because there are a wide variety of vampires, though mostly human or elf in origin. Uh, Dude, don't make me picture a dwarven vampire. <laughs> <laughs> what about a gnome vampire? Just just puttering around with their tiny little legs. I know where the gnome vampires live. Tiny little, tiny little teeth. They they don't get to sleep in coffins. They've got to like hang upside down in cupboards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, uh, you search around, and among those on the list, the one who seems to uh, be the the finest among them is an elven fellow by the name of Grafter, or at least that's what he goes by. Okay, uh, then seek him out. And obviously, like leaning on the attentions of his his like overseers, uh, if he can, and just like get them to like lead the way, or you know, show him what's wherefore. So you're able to get them to essentially point you in the right direction uh, of uh, the the tavern in which it's listed as uh, Grafter can be found. Okay, uh, then let's let's go find them, and let's let's haul over that way. So, when you walk in, uh, you immediately scan the room for any elves, and there's one that definitely stands out. Uh, you're not sure if this is Grafter or not, as there was no description of Grafter given, but uh, there there's one who. Uh, just from a purely uh, chromatic perspective, is very distinct. Uh, he has many very dark tattoos across his skin, uh, and his skin is a, a pretty dark color to begin with. It's very sun-touched, and uh, his hair is a very sharp, very distinct shade of red. As are his clothes. Then, uh, like, roll up with the posse. Say, I am looking for a Mr. Grafter. Uh, might you happen to be this man? And what business might you have with me? <laughs> In order to have business with me, you must solve my riddles three. I <laughs> know. <laughs> the riddle, the answer to the riddle is written on my paperwork. Want to see it? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've got my ID right here. Uh, it says, we seek uh, transport out of the city. Uh, we're heading west, and uh, I've sought only the finest of guides. Well, you found the right guide, but I'm no horse. I imagine uh, a guide such as yourself must not have much trouble uh, accommodating for uh, larger groups. Horses and wagons? Darling, I can accommodate far more than you expect. And he, like, kind of brushes your face. And just with with that unsolicited contact, the, like, warm smile is wiped off of Wilhelm's face. And, uh... Oh, so cold so quickly. Do not mistake this for anything but a business matter. All fun and no... All fun and no play. <laughs> Makes for a confusing setup. 
All work and no play. I see how it is. Well, then, yes. What have you got for me? Well, we need uh, transport for four people and uh, one Puma. We're getting your growls. <laughs> Actually, she doesn't have knowledge nature. She doesn't really know technically what catnip is. <laughs> so, never mind. I feel like if we had a puma, we could just ride that. <laughs> Actually, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Three people and uh, whatever these two are. <laughs> Rude Wilhelm, best Wilhelm. Um, well, the number of people isn't really all that important. It's more like, where are you going? We are heading fast. Oh, that's very specific. How far? Where? Any detours? You want to travel the world now that it's gone to shit before you die? How's it going? Let's assume the latter. An ongoing contract, perhaps? Well, if you want my prices, you're going to have to give me an idea of what I'm looking at. I, I, he doesn't want to say, like, explicitly that they're going out to, to head towards the hordes. Is there, like, a big landmark or something out in that direction that I, I could just kind of rattle off? Uh, there are several, but you don't have knowledge geography, do you? Gareth will so. just name... Like a town. I mean, if he has to, he'll name his hometown. If that's the only one he could think of. But uh, he could just... If there's a bigger town that he knows of that would just be yeah. more known, uh, he'll rattle Gareth that off. Gareth can make a geography untrained for me. 17. So yeah, you would know uh, several notable landmarks and towns out in the area. Um, the one nearest to the last place you knew the Horde to be was called Rost. Uh, then, yeah, as it's obvious that uh, Wilhelm's trying to think of a place, uh, Gareth will just casually look up from his stone that he's looking at, uh, and he'll just say, Call Rost. Oh, a trip out to Call Rost. I assume you're wanting to avoid the general dangers of desert, including the uh, new ones that have popped up. What point is there in a journey for, without seeing the sights? I wish to touch the sun, Mr. Grifter. Well, well. Very well, but my contract is, if we get in too deep over our heads, I've got every right to haul ass and run and leave your asses to die. Fair enough? I don't think it will come to that, but fair enough. All right, then. 200 gold to call Rast. <laughs> Alright, let's see. I don't, I don't know if I had any gold left over. <laughs> oh, never mind, I had a stupid amount of gold oh, left over. Wait, wait. So you're throwing around gold as no object when you have no idea how much money you have? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I, I didn't check the balance on my credit cards lately. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've got the money. Says, uh, of course. And, you know, Mr. Moneybags over here. I, I guess I had like almost 3k left over. Jesus. Oh god. Did you buy anything? <laughs> yeah, I bought some stuff. I, I was, I, like, I, I had uh, on my sheet whatever total gold was. I don't even remember what it was to start with. Uh, like 10,500, I think. Yeah, I, I bought a bunch of, like, mundane stuff. Like, masterworks and stuff. Uh, but I, I had a bunch of junk left over. So this, so this is acceptable. Um, how soon can you have the accommodations arranged? Oh, well, it's very rare that somebody is able to just drop this amount of money on me without at least going to check. Give me an hour. 
I'll get into something a little more comfortable. The finest. Make sure uh, we're fully stocked on supplies. So there'll be uh, an additional 100 gold on the table uh, to ensure that we are very well stocked for the journey. Can do. Give me another two hours then, and I'll meet you back here. Well, this is done. Thank you. And uh, business adjourned. And now that business is adjourned, he leans back over. He, like, pumps his eyebrows at you. At me? Yeah. Um, he, he just does that quick heel turn, flip of the cloak, and uh, starts making his way, like, out of the building, I guess. Mm, I do love a cold shoulder. Oh, this guy's gonna bleed. <laughs> yeah, Gareth's just gonna give him a cold stare and just uh, just be like, don't you have work to do? Don't you? And he grabs the bag and starts heading towards the door. Oh, motherfucker, I will show you my goddamn work. <laughs> so you want me to withdraw the money now? Uh, yes, please. At least the 200, as you've already given it away. Okay, uh, then... I'll hold on to the extra hundred. Uh, Sean, what sort of establishment was this? This was a tavern. Great. So while that lengthy, lengthy conversation that Coriander could not understand at all whatsoever was going on, uh, she and Catnip would like to sneak into the back to grab food. And we still checks. I think this is like the 15th two I've rolled for Coriander today. So that's an 18 for Coriander. And, oh my god, a tw- uh, 33 for catnip. Alright, make me another one. Nobody's noticed you yet. Maybe you just send both the of cat in from now on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a 31 for coriander and a 28 for catnip. Alright, so you steal some food from the back room and escape with it silently. I stuff my sack full of food. <clears throat> So as Coriander, uh, provisions for the journey. Yes. Uh, and <clears throat> Grafter has uh, has set out to gather supplies and everything needed for such a journey. You all kind of go about your business for the remainder of the uh, three hours in which you will have to wait. And... We will see you next time we do an evil episode. Dun, dun, dun. As you set out to Kal Rast. Hi there. My name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Alamancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. 
he he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at EldritchDream, at EternaP, and at Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the elder gods haunt your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>